Good evening and welcome to Strong to the Finish Real Talk Radio, where we talk about those topics that may be uncomfortable, but necessary to talk about. On this episode, I will be talking about, do we really care about other people? Do we really care about other people? In the last few days, I've experienced um, a lot of people uh, losing parents or family members or this person is in hospice or this person will have their um, their life support shut off in the next day or so. And I people call me with this because they know I've experienced it and I've been through it. And what's interesting is that sometimes I think we don't call people or check on people because we feel uncomfortable because we're not sure exactly what to say to those people. And I was reading a Facebook post um, from one of my Facebook friends, and he posed the question, do we really care about others? And my thoughts are, I think some people do. There are a lot of excuses on why not to talk to people or why not to call people. But I think it takes a true friend, a true person that cares to actually stop what you're doing and call someone that you know is going through a hard time or they're experiencing the loss of a loved one. I just think to me as people, I think we have gotten away from the human side because we have so much technology. We don't reach out to other people or we'll see them on social media. We think, oh, everything's okay. Everything's fine without knowing what they're really going through or what they're really really experiencing. We just kind of take for granted, oh, well, we see them smiling on Facebook, everything's great. And my point is, you know, let's let's start back being human. Let's stop relying on our, our phones or our tablets or our laptops to tell us when to check on someone. I'm a firm believer that when the spirit leads us to check on someone, we should. We should check on them. If the spirit tells me that I need to stop and text this person or stop and call this person, that's what I need to do. Because I feel like there's a reason why God put it on my heart to call this person. Or God said, okay, stop what you're doing. Call, this, call and check on this person. We don't know what the, what that person is experiencing or going through. So it would be it would be up to us to be obedient and follow his plan of what he wants us to do and when he wants us to do it. There have been many instances where I have not called someone or didn't follow through, like I said, and then I would learn later learn that this person either passed away or this this person was going through this or going through that. And I could have been an encouragement to that person. But because I was not obedient and I did not do what I was supposed to do, then I missed out on uh, being a blessing to that person as well as that person being a blessing to me. So I think um, we've got to get back to the basics. We've got to go back and say, you know, if this person is my friend, I value their friendship. I need it's my job to call and to check on them. No, I don't know what to say. If they say that they're not okay when I ask them, are they okay? I don't know what to say. But at the same time, I I firmly believe that God will give you the words to say and he'll tell you what to say and when to say. And he might just say, don't say anything. Just, you know, let that person know that you're there whenever they're ready or whenever they um, 
feel like talking. It could be that you're just supposed to go take them a cup of coffee. It could be that you're just supposed to give them, uh, send them the link to a song of encouragement. We don't know what um, God's plan has plan has for us, but we have to be obedient and follow what he says. It could be that 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 we're just supposed to pray for that person, and that's big right there. Prayer can change a lot of things. I've talked to a lot of people who have said, pray for me. They'll say, will you just, you know, when you have time, pray for me. And I said, well, you know what? Let's stop right now and pray. You know, because the chances are if I hang up that phone and I say, okay, yeah, I'm going to pray for you. More than likely, I'm probably not going to because we get all get caught up in our days. We get caught up with our families and we get caught up in our routines to where, you know what? I forgot to pray for this person. So if we're truly who we say we are, let's stop and take the time out to check on people, to help people, to just be the people who we're called to be. I've had several people say, oh, well, you know, don't be too hard on that person because that person is going through it themselves. I said, yeah, but how do we encourage each other if I decide that I'm not going to call you because I'm dealing with my own issues? How can you be a blessing to me and how can I be a blessing to you if I don't stop and be obedient and call and say, hey, I know you're busy or I know there's a lot going on, but I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. Is there anything that I could do to help? Or is there anything that you need me to do? Or just can I pray for you? Those are the things and those are the those are the times and those are the things that people need us to do for them. I have a friend from college who lives in California and he was having um, brain surgery. Yes, brain surgery. And people on his timeline were saying, okay, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Usually I would say, I'm praying for you, my brother. I'm praying for you. But something led me to just stop and type up a prayer on his on his uh, timeline or on, on his post. And it just felt I just felt so much better because I was being obedient. I was following what God had put on my heart to do. And he really appreciated it. And he made it through the surgery fine. And his update, um, this was last year when he had surgery, I believe. But his update um, this year is that all is well. So I say that to say sometimes, you know, We just need to stop and think, what does God really want us to do? Does he want us to go on with our day, even though we're busy, we have lives, we have families, but does he want us to neglect other people? I don't think so. I think we come up with excuses, but I don't think God wants us to stop and just forget about other people. I think he does want us to to live our lives and take care of our families. Yes, indeed, I, I totally, totally believe that. But I also believe he will put people on our minds for a reason. And my thought and my hope and my prayer is to be more obedient with that and follow and do exactly what he wants me to do when he wants me to do it. It takes nothing out of your time and your day to call someone and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Is there anything I can do? It doesn't take any time. 
Either that person is going to answer or they're not going to answer. And if they don't answer, leave them a voicemail message. Shoot them a text and say, hey, I called. I was just checking on to see how you were doing. That takes little or no effort, guys. It takes little enough effort. I think we as a, as a society have come up with a lot of excuses on why and why I can't because I can't because I can't. But guys, are we truly being obedient when we do that? When we don't call and check on that person, are we being obedient to God? Are we following what he wants us to do? I say no, we're not. So my goal is to get better. And my challenge is... To challenge everyone that's listening that will hear this, let's do better. Let's get better. The days and times that we're living right now are not easy. We have a government shutdown. We have missing kids. We have all kind of mental health issues. We have our families breaking down and breaking up. We have families getting divorced after 25, 30 years. We have more and more people dying from cancer in hospice care, and all other types of hospital situations. We have to. It's our job to look out for our brother and our sister. When we know they're going through something, Take a st- t- stop and take a moment out of your day and say, hey, thinking about you, is there anything I can do? Can I buy you lunch today? Can I send lunch to your house? Can I send lunch to the hospital? Can I, can I have someone cut your grass? Those are the things that matter. Those are the things that people would appreciate. Can I fill up your gas tank? Those are the things that are important. Can I pay you for your parking? Because I know you go to the hospital a lot. Those are the things that matter. And I I guess I talk about it and it's it's a, a soft spot to me because I live that I've lived that life. I lived that life with my son, Ryan, who's now 16. I lived that life when he was born. And he was in um, the NICU at St. Joseph's Hospital for about six months. He was born in August. He didn't come home until January. And every day, me and my husband, we would go to the hospital. Rains, leaders, no. We had to go see him. We had to go see him. And we, there were some days we were tired. There were some days we were hungry. And there were many days, and I found out later after everything was over, that we didn't even have money to pay for the parking spot. And during that time, we didn't have the money to pay for it. And God always provided a way or some type of something for us to be able to park. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what my husband told me years later. He said, you know, there were many times I didn't have money in my pocket. And I just prayed when we came out, our cars would be, our car would be there. You know, those are the type of things that people need. That's the type of encouragement that people want and they need from you. They need from us right now. So instead of just always thinking about you and your family, me and my family, think about other people. Well, especially those people that we know are going through hard times right now. Do something for them. Think about what would you want someone to do for you if it were you. And I think that's another thing, too. A lot of times we don't think that tragedy or or uh, loss of a loved one is going to come to us. But 
as I've always heard and as as I've lived, if you keep on living, if we keep on living, our day is going to come where someone in our family is going to pass away, where someone that we that's close to us is going to be sick, where we end up being a caregiver for a loved one and we had no idea it would ever even come to that. So my words of encouragement today are to reach out to other people, even when we don't know what to say, even when we don't know what to do. If we're truly doing it, God will give us the words and he'll give us the things to say and to do for to help those people or that person. Again, thank you for joining me this evening on Strong to the Finish Real Talk Radio, where we talk about those topics that are uncomfortable, but yet very necessary. Until next time. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Stay Strong, Finish Strong, Real Talk Radio, where we talk about those topics that are very uncomfortable to talk about, but necessary to talk about. This evening, I am just uh, full of excitement and joy to be able to pray for people who have uh, suffered a loss or who are going through the grieving process. I don't take this assignment lightly and I... um, I'm just being obedient to what God wants me to do. Um, Today I was at my church, the Church of Top Walls, uh, Arthur's Expo. And um, while I was preparing for that yesterday, um, the Holy Spirit told me to gather names of people. And I'd never done that before. So I was like, okay, God, how do you want me to do this? So I had a little, made a little sign on my table, and I said, prayer with press. Please write down the names of those people who may be grieving or suffering loss. And I had one, two, three, five people put their names, and then I asked for some more prayer requests from Facebook. So I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and do what God asked me to do, which is to pray for them and encourage them. I had an awesome opportunity to meet a lot of people who have been on a journey of grief. And I actually um, met one, um, a mother who lost her son. And it reminded me so much of myself and my situation. She lost her son and her daughter is, you know, left without a sibling. And it reminded me of myself. And I just encouraged her as much as I could and I, after I, I talked to her, I just encouraged her to, you know, to do certain things and just, and I even gave her my card. I was just like, just call me. You know, if you want to talk, just call me. If you want to, your daughter wants to talk, call me because I understand. So we, and I'm saying all that to say, we have to encourage people, y'all. We're not going through things and experiencing things for us to keep it to ourselves. We have to encourage other people. So I want to get started with the prayers um, so I'm gonna be calling out names of people who have um, who have said that they wanted me to pray for them. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be obedient and follow through with that. So I have um, the first person I have is Gloria, or people I have is Kendria and Gloria Butler. I have Anel and Anel Wilson and Shanice Wilson. I have Carolyn Doucet, and I have someone named Wilson, William. He just put down for his aunt. I have 
I have the Jones family. I have Cassie Judkins. I have the Alexander Smith family. I have the McCrary family. I have the Thomas family. I have the Astrid Novak and family. I have Tanya Swanson's dad. I have Taylor Torrey. I have Carlton Smith. And I have Ray Dean and family. And I know there's a lot more out there of people who know someone who was suffered a loss or who are going through the grieving process and I'll be praying for them. Um, and, and, and everybody that, I'm, that can hear this message, if you have not been down that road, if you continue to live, we will all go down that road of where we're losing parents, we're losing siblings, we're using, losing relatives or people that are close to us, family, friends. So we want to keep each other lifted up. It's not about be a self. It's not about being selfish. It's not about self. It's about encouraging others along the journey. That's what we're here for. So I want to go ahead and start praying. And as I see names added, I will uh, add those names to the list as I as I see them coming through, if they come through. I was going to do a Facebook Live on it, but I just wanted to be obedient. And the Spirit didn't tell me to do Facebook Live. So... I want to be obedient to the spirit and follow what he asked me to do. So I've called the names out of those people, and I'm sure that there will be many more, and I'll add them to my personal prayer list. But I want to go ahead and start praying. Dear God, I come to you this evening, Lord. I thank you for another day. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity of life that you've given, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for the for the encouragement that I've received along the way. And Lord, I just want to pass on the encouragement to others who are going through the process of grieving, who don't know what to do, that this person is, or these people are gone, Lord. And I understand that feeling, Lord. I know what it's like, but God, we grieve, but we don't grieve without hope. Lord, you've given us so much power. You've given us so much authority to, to conquer things, Lord. Yes, we cry. Yes, we get sad. But, Lord, we also know that you're able to heal our, our broken hearts. Lord, give us the strength on this journey to stay in the race. To stay in the race, God. To just get there to the end. To see what the end is going to be like. Help us not to give up hope. Help us to turn our tragedy into triumph. Help us just to trust you no matter what. God, we know it's about trusting you. We know it's about trusting you. Because the enemy will have us believe that because these things have happened to us, that you don't care about us and you don't love us. But, Lord, we bind that spirit because we know that's not of you. And we have to be strong enough to know and understand that that is not of you. Dear God, I talked to a, a church member today and her husband is ill with kidney problems. And God, he has given up. He stopped coming to church. Lord, just renew his faith. He has a wife and he has children that's depending on him. But God, he's given up. He feels like you failed him. And God, we know that you have not failed us. 
But we also do know that you're sovereign. And we know that you can do anything you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, and who you want to do it with and through. God, help him to know that it's not the end. It's not over until you say it's over. Help him to realize he has a family that's depending on him, that's looking to him for strength. But God, he's given up. Give him the strength to see that you're still able, God. Give him the strength to know that you're still in control and you still have healing power. God, just touch all these families. The ones that stopped by the table, the ones that didn't, the ones that wanted to but were afraid. The ones that I talked to, they, they had tears in their eyes. The ones that I embraced. The ones that I shook their hands. The ones that entered the church. Confused. Sad. And broken. Lord, I know they heard a powerful word today. But I also know that sometimes you can hear a powerful word and still not really hear the word like you should. So I ask the Lord, you open their ears, you open my ears, you open all of our ears to hear your voice and to hear when you speak and move when you say move. Lord, we know the grieving process is not an easy process. And Lord, we know that we also never ready when someone is has transitioned to their, their heavenly home. But God, give us the strength to know that you are able to see us through. We have to trust you. We got to stop singing about it and talking about it. We got to live the life you have told us to do, to live and to do. God, we trust you. We trust you with everything, God. We say that, but do we really mean it? I just ask that, God, you just cover these families. Give them protection. Hear their cries. Hear their moans. Hear their their thoughts, Lord, even when they don't have the words to say. Because many times you don't even know what to say. You're so just speechless and without words. But, Lord, give us the words to say to pray. Give us the words to say. Give us just the... The peace in knowing that you're going to heal our hearts. No, we'll never get over it. But God, you know what to do. You know how to give us joy and sadness. You know how to give us joy and sorrow. You know how to give us hope for tomorrow. We know you're able, God. We know you're able. We know you're able and we trust you. We trust you, God. Even when the people people are not grieving lost, Lord, give us get get us out of fear. I spoke to a coworker today, an ex coworker and a friend, and I asked her, "Was she going to make that move?" And she had so much fear in her heart, Lord. Lord, we know you haven't given us the spirit of fear, but a sound mind and a power. Give us the power to step out and do what you called us to do. I met so many amazing people today, God. Bless them all with the vision you have given to them. And particularly bless the young lady, Chanita Williams, I met from Hammond, Louisiana. And she 
Welcome back to Stay Strong, Finish Strong, Real Talk Radio, where we talk about those topics that are uncomfortable. I won't continue on with part two of the prayer request. I will have an interruption, so I wanted to make be clear that the interruption was uh, taken care of, and then I can come back on and pray. I had prayed over the names of people that had requested that prayer request in my jar on the table, as well as those who had put names on Facebook. But I was mentioning a a young lady that I met today, Shanita Williams. She's written a book about writing the vision, making it plain. And just that's just confirmation for so many of us. And I say us, I say I include myself. When God has given us a vision to follow through with what he says for us to do, many times we let fear and I talked about fear earlier, but we let fear take over and stop us from living the life that God wants us to live. That was confirmation. That was one piece of the confirmation for me this weekend. But another piece was hearing the Amazing Woman's weekend and uh, extravagant worship, extravagant praise, excuse me, and hearing uh, Pastor Deborah Morton living your best life in God. And she talked about how she had even written that a long time ago, way before anyone else talked about living your best life. And we think about you think about it. Do we really live our best life in God if we're not being obedient, if we're not doing what he's asked us to do? Can we really be living our best life through him? Probably not. We think we are, but it gets so much better when we're obedient to him. Things begin to fall in line. It's not perfect, but things begin to fall in line that you had no idea would even fall in line or come together when we are obedient. So we want to continue to, one, pray for others. We want to, two, stop operating in fear. And we want to, three, whatever vision God has given, given to us or placed on our hearts for us to do, we want to make sure we follow through and do that. Because if he's given us the vision to do it, he's going to provide a way for it to happen. Have I always understood that or believed it? No, I haven't. But one day I'd say, you know what, I got to trust it. If I'm singing these songs, if I'm listening to my pastor preach about it, if I'm reading about it, What more, why shouldn't I trust and believe that if he gave me the vision to do certain things, why would I not trust and believe that he's going to provide a way for it to happen? For his name to get the glory, not our names, not my name, but for him, his name to get the glory and honor and praise. So we want to continue to pray for others who are going through the grieving process. And if you haven't, you will. But I also want you to be encouraged and know that everything has a purpose and reasons. And we, even though we don't understand and we won't understand, I like to the, to refer to the song, we'll understand it better by and by. Whenever by and by is, we'll understand it better by and by. We won't understand it now, but we will understand it better by and by. So we want to make sure that we are obedient 
following God, doing what he's asked us to do, when he asked us to do it. If anyone uh, has needs a devotional to read, I just finished praying, uh, draw the circle, reading, draw the circle book and praying, doing the 40 day prayer challenge. And it was an awesome experience. And we want to just continue that the way we pray, how we pray, when we pray, drawing the circle, circling around whatever it is God wants us to pray about that God has put on our heart to do and to pray about. We want to circle those things in, in prayer. I'll end on this note. There's a song that uh, that I remember hearing as a young, as a little girl, growing up in the church. And it, the song goes, "Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him, with him all the way." And how many of us are willing to go with him all the way? If we say we trust him. If we say we believe him, we have to be willing to go with him all the way. So I'll end on that note. God bless you all. Have a good evening. Share this podcast with others to be encouraged, to be inspired, to stay in the race and finish strong. Once again, I'm your host, Valerie Reed. Stay strong, finish strong.